0: Here we come blue and white and we're looking good You'll be in for a fight and we fight pretty really good Getting goals is our job and we get goals good Looking good, we are Carlisle United Carlisle United, the team that's on the ball. Carlisle
1: United
2: Everyone and Welcome to Brunson Bugle. This is one of our special episodes and it's the first one actually where we're going to speak to one of the current playing staff in, in an interview. Um, as you've probably clicked on this already and you've downloaded the file, you'll know that the interview is of course with George Tanner, United's right back, signed in the summer after he was released from Manchester United. Uh, I've got to say George comes across really, really well in this. He's a really good lad and really enthusiastic about his, his time with the club. He seems to be really enjoying it and you know, he's got ambitions to do as well as he can in his career, but most of all, he wants to succeed with Callie United to start off. So, um, me and Dan sat down for a chat with him uh, one afternoon, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, it was really, really enjoyable. I think me and Dan both enjoyed this. Uh, big thanks to the club for helping us sort this one out. Um got to say, if you listen to the very end, uh, there are a few thanks that we do drop in there, so please do give that a listen, um, it's well worth doing. So, without any further ado, uh, I'll hand you back over to me and Dan as we sit down and talk with George about his uh, career so far and obviously his time with United. Enjoy. Okay, so this is the first of our player interviews that we're going to be doing, hopefully a few more over the next year or so. Uh, We're just going to try and get them sorted with the club. And First up, we've got um, one of the summer signings, George Tanner. Um, George, thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate giving up your time. uh, Yeah, hello. Thank Um, you. First up, just got to ask you... We'll talk basically about the injury. I mean, it's a bit frustrating being out at this time of the year, isn't it? When there have been so many games, obviously there has been that period where the players haven't been playing. But for you, especially with you hitting your stride really well, it must be really frustrating.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a freak injury. It happened about eight weeks ago now. But um, I've sort of done really well not to miss so many games. I think I've only missed five <laughs> games in about eight weeks. Um so with all the games being cancelled I've sort of been blessed but um, I've sort of made sure I've done all, all my recovery right um, so uh, hopefully not too long before I'm back playing really no,
2: hopefully we're not going to have too many more games called off as well so you can get plenty of games in for the oh, end of yeah, the season
1: no. um, It's going to be I'm just going to say it's going to be one hell of a run in because I think we're we were Tuesday, Saturday every week pretty much yeah. now with these, these last couple... I
2: think it's eight weeks in, in a row isn't it I think we worked yeah. it out
0: something like that something like that I know it's strange because if if I got injured now and I did the same injury I'd looking at probably 15 games I'd be missing so really I've been quite lucky to only miss five um, with all them being cancelled so it, it, it's been quite good for me yeah
2: let's go back to your early days then George let's go back to the very start Um did you always want to be a footballer? Sorry, it's a cliché question to ask in these sort yeah. of interviews, but is it is one of those things growing up? Did you always want to be a footballer?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think every sort of young lad wants to be a footballer, but I think I just sort of fell into it. Um, okay, yeah, so I, I started off at Living Juniors, obviously Sunday League team, local team, um, and I got picked up from United at about the age of eight. So I sort of just fell into it straight away and then, Football has always been the priority and to, you know, everyone wants to be a professional footballer.
2: I suppose as well, getting picked up that early by Van United as well, it sort of sets you down sort of a path, doesn't it, really? And, so you know, you some yeah, some players you don't get picked up till like 12, 13, 14, but to get picked up at the age of eight, that young Man United must have been quite a dream.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a dream, quite surreal at the time. It sort of came out of nowhere, but I mean... It's it's a big ask for young lads to, uh, when they do jump into uh, academy football. I mean, like I, I was going to training four times a week from the age of seven, you know, like traveling up to Manchester. So four times a week on like a eight year old for the next sort of 12 years it was. So, I mean, it was a big ask really.
1: it's it's quite a commitment as well isn't it you know especially at at that age obviously you're getting parents and friends to sort of drive you up etc you know and but when 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 a lot of people won't understand but when you first go to an academy what is it like do they do they just put you in straight away or do they introduce you to people or
0: um yeah you just get sort of thrown in i mean I, i was in the development centers at about six or seven and then you sort of Go to the cliff training ground. We sort of all the best players got sent there, and then they choose from choose from there, and then you sign up under nines. And then at under nines, you've just got a squad of about twenty lads, um, and then from that point on, it's like four times a week for the next whatever few years. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a big ask on on your family and stuff. Uh, I was look, luckily enough, I had a supportive family, so. I was able to get to training every day and you know never missed a training session really.
1: Obviously when we were doing a little bit of uh, research we, not a lot of people know but you actually started out as a a striker or a winger according yeah. to you. And uh it was it wasn't until you were sort of in the proper youth team at United that going back to fullback was sort of suggested. How 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 did that come about?
0: Yeah, um yeah, you, know, you said I played right wing for the throughout my whole academy experience up until I think I was about seventeen. We was on a preseason tour in Holland, I think it was, and we had a game against Barcelona. Uh, and I think our right back got injured or something. Anyway, like Nicky bought put me on at right back, and I played really well. So then, since that game, it, that was sort of my way into the team. Um, So I sort of just stuck to it and I managed to just, you know, improve from there really and I made that my position Um, and doing so it it meant that I was able to play like loads more games in in the youth team because, you know, United United always sign these foreign players that are like very talented forwards, so if I was to stay a right winger striker then it would have been very difficult for me. i I suppose as
1: well when when someone like nicky butt with his sort of level of expertise you know when someone like him asks you to do it you you jump to it don't you you know because yeah you know that's that's someone who's been there and done it and if he, he maybe sees something you think well yeah i'll give it a go
0: yeah well i think i must have just made an impression that first game or two when i played right back and everyone just thought oh wow he could actually be a good right back here um, so I think that that's just the way it happened, really.
1: Yeah, and I, I was also looking. Uh, obviously, when you were in the youth team at Man United, you, you, a lot a lot of people don't realise, but uh, Premier League youth teams playing sort of like UEFA youth league. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I was quite surprised at some of the teams that you end up playing against. I mean, I'm just pulling my list up here. There was, you know, games against like Benfica, Basel, Juventus, Valencia. They, these are. These are top-level teams. That, that must be quite a buzz for, for young lads coming into football, you know, travelling yeah. away.
0: It's, that competition is honestly amazing. Like, um, you're in the U team. You're about 17, 18, 19. I think it's uh, under-19s, that competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what people don't realise is you travel with the first team, so if you've not been involved with the first team before, you you copy their fixtures so whoever they're playing in the Champions League or whatever, you play them as well. Right, right, um, yeah. Yeah. So everyone goes on the same plane together. You know, traveling with the first team, it's like it makes you feel like, you know, you're with them, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, and especially at that sort of age when, you know, you you're starting to make the step up and hoping to get contact. Yeah. It, it must be. It must. It must be a buzz. It really yeah.
0: It's, su- it's such a buzz. Yeah. Um, we played. We played Benfica at our place at Lee Sports Village, and you know I was playing against Jao Felix, who's now got bought for a hundred million. Do <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it, it is mental. You play against these top players. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a great experience playing in things like that at Man United because you won't get that anywhere else really.
2: What's it like being at a Premier League academy then, um, George? Because I mean. You often hear some sort of, some of the lot older pros these days sort of bemoan the academies. Don't they say, they say, Oh, you know, these young players, they've got it easy. It's not like back in my day, but I mean, I'm surely it's not as, you know, you know, pampered as they make it out to be, surely.
0: Nah, no, I don't think it is. It's, it's the difference between being at like a big club like that. When you're a young lad, there's, there's, there's quite a lot of pressure on you to do well. Um, but throughout my youth team, and that, I was all we all worked like very hard. We had Kieran McKenna as our youth coach, who who's now the uh, first team coach at Man United, like the assistant with Solshaw. Um and he, he's like he's like a top coach. So every day he would have, have us in doing like double, triple sessions, and training was like really intense. You know, it's it's not just a jolly up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's nice because you have an amazing training ground, and you know you get all lovely food and all that. But you know, we still, we still work very hard.
2: Mm. Who were some of your teammates back then? Then, when you were in the uh, youth team, any of the players who are doing quite well now?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, so, well, the main one's Mason Greenwood. Mm. He's he's just gone on to do great things, and I think he will over his career. But he's he's always been a standout player
1: greenwood's impact when he first went into the team was exceptional wasn't it and it's there's just something stands out about him isn't it
0: yeah i mean he's always been a top player um so uh, ever since like under eight he he trained with us and i'm two years older than mason so (laughs) he's always played two years up even when he's a young kid um and that's obviously tough on you because at some point lads start growing more than others, but he was always able to keep up um, just because he's so talented. And he's honestly the best finisher like, I've ever seen. So I, I I always knew that he'd go on to do good things for the first team. He's just an un, unreal player. Um, I played a few good ones. Obviously Tahith Chong, he's, just, uh, he's played for the first team a few times. Uh, he's just signed for Club Rouge.
1: I was going to say, was, was he at Werder Bremen, was it, on loan? And he's gone to Club Bruges now. Yeah, he's Shedder, just signed for Club Bruges, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, And then Angel Gomez as well, he's, he's another one, he's top player. Yeah. But there's been and loads.
1: I, I, another thing that uh, some people maybe don't realise about yourself, uh, George, you, you actually played for England under-17 and 18s. Which yeah. Is, which must have been, you know, to get a call-up for your country... That's that, that. I would. I would think that'd be special.
0: Yeah, it was special. Um, I made my England debut in the Algarve in Portugal. Um, I think we were playing Germany. Um, but yeah, that was when I was a right winger. So I was still doing all right as a right uh, winger. Well, <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I, was, I was looking up last night, and uh, a certain Kai Havertz played in that game.
0: Did he?
1: Yeah, I think he came off the bench for Germany with about 20 minutes to go.
0: Oh, wow, I did not know that. Yeah,
1: and uh, I looked at Holland. I think Justin Clivert was playing for Holland.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And And funnily enough, Taheef Chong was playing in that game as well.
1: Right, right. (laughs) And uh, also, I saw you played... uh, some games in Qatar and Saudi Arabia. I think you actually scored in one of the Qatar games, didn't you?
0: Yeah, that was that was my first goal for England. I have scored yeah. against Qatar. It was uh, um, Morgan Feeney. We we've just signed. Using using yeah, yeah. the same camp. So I, mm. I was on I was on that trip with him. Um, so yeah, it, it was that was amazing scoring for England. It was a great feeling. I've got I've still got the video. Got um,
1: too right. <laughs> but that video
0: was funny because apparently, um, like the prince or the king or uh, some like of Qatar was watching as well. <laughs> so it was a good game yeah. to score in.
1: Yeah, and the uh, one I think I think uh, there was one game you played against France, and uh, there was quite some decent players for France. Uh, Malang Sar, who Chelsea signed in the summer. Uh, oh, Gwen
0: Doozy yeah. of Arsenal and Moussa Diaby. So it's it's, it's not a bad 3 holes players to come up against. Oh, well, do you know? What? I didn't even know any of this. So I'm, I'm, I'm a proper. <laughs> this stat is this also. is good. Yeah,
2: Dan yeah. <laughs> is the ultimate stato when it comes to football. Yeah. I'll tell you. Even outdoes does Mace. There you go.
0: Um, even our team though. Our, our team. We've had some great players go on to do well. I think Mason, Mason Mount was in our
1: team. Yeah, Mason uh, Mount. Rhys uh, Nelson. Drafted? Yeah, Jaffer
0: Tanganga at Spurs, I think he was yeah, in a couple Spurs. of squads. Yeah, he's still with the first team at Tottenham. He's doing yeah. well. Yeah,
2: there's a few. We'll move on now then, George, so looking at your when you signed your professional contract at um, Man United. So you signed that in January 18. That must have been quite a proud moment. You must have felt all that hard work, as you mentioned, over that last what, 10 years or so, had really paid off.
0: Yeah, it is. It is uh, looking back, it's a... Very good achievement because um, a lot of work, hard work, did go into that. Um, so I think, like me and my family, are so so proud of that. Because uh, to sign for Man United professionally, it's like it's a big achievement, isn't it? It's every boy's dream. So and
1: when when you think how many how many players a, a set up like Man United will look at as well, you know it's it's incredible, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well that's it, yeah. I think when you even when you get picked as an eight year old, there's they look at over probably two hundred thousand players before you sign, so it's like you're one of twenty in a squad who gets picked out of what like two hundred thousand people. It's just like ridiculous really. So to make it pro at Man United is just the chances of it happening are just very slim and you know I put, put in a lot of hard work to get to that point, so I'm proud of it.
2: You played most of the games for the under 23s in that first season to Pro, didn't you? What, what was it like playing in those matches? Because yeah, obviously, there's, there's some people who do sort of criticise them, don't they? they? say it's not quite as intense as playing for the first team. How did you
0: find it? Um, Yeah, they're good. They are, they are good, but I think, I don't know, and they, I preferred. When I went to Morecambe on loan, those, those sort of first league matches I much preferred to playing in the under 23s. Um, it, it, they are they are good but, um, I don't know, it's just not as good as playing league football. It's a different kind of buzz, there's no sort of fans or anything, you know, it's not very competitive but still good.
1: How how did the uh, move to Morecambe come about? Was it was it Man United said we want to send you or did you say to them I want to play proper football?
0: Yeah, I I sort of said to them I wanted to go on loan. Um I just knew that if I stayed in the twenty-threes the chances Well the chances of me playing for the first team that season were like very slim. So I thought the best thing for me to do is go out on loan and sort of prove myself to to everyone else um, and I'm, I'm glad I did that because my contract with Man United ended at the end of that year so if I hadn't got them league games I think it would have been a difficult period for me in the summer um,
1: Yeah and, and I mean Carlisle have picked lads up before who uh, have been through the under 23s and not really went out and played and they're that like twenty-two, twenty-three year old, and they maybe only played a dozen games. And yeah. we, whereas we, we've had kids come through the academy at Carlisle, uh, likes so, of Brad Potts who's at Preston and Kyle Dempsey who's at Gillingham, mm. because they've played a couple of full seasons at Carlisle, they're in their mid twenties now and they've played three hundred games. You know, so I'm going off. out and go, going out and playing is definitely the thing to do, isn't it?
0: so important. I think like players, young lads just get lost in the 23s. You know, if you get to like 21, 22 and you've got no league experience, there's going to be managers out there who just think, oh, he's he's played no games. I'm, I'm not going to take the risk with him. So to get them games in, it's, it's so important, I think.
2: Well, I remember, Dan, we had a lad from Man United about six, seven years ago, Sam Byrne, remember him? And he, he came to us on loan. He'd never been anywhere else before that. And he wasn't, he just wasn't quite up to a year, was he? Because I think he was about 22 by then, I think. Yeah,
1: but he was went 21, back to Ma- 22.
2: Yeah, he went back to Man United, then he went to Everton to sit in there under 23s. It was just mm. a, a strange sort of move, as, like I said, we've had other players, like Tom Lawrence came to us and played for us, and he was fantastic, wasn't he, Dan?
1: Yeah, in terms uh, of quality. The, the one who always stands out for me was James Chester. Yeah. We had James Chester on loan for Man United about uh, 10 years ago, and... He was he was levels above our team but was he? Yeah. again he wanted to go out and get games, you know, so he could he could get, you know, noticed and I think he got we we were playing away at Tranmere and he got pulled out because he got sold to Hull, I think it was, but yeah. That was mm-hmm. the right move for him because obviously he ended up playing for Wales eventually and Stoke and a couple Leicester was it Leicester a couple of others?
2: I think it was Villa wasn't it, he was
1: that? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it is important for young lads though to just go out there and prove themselves because yeah, you're out there then, aren't you? Rather than sitting in the 23s, you sort of get forgotten about a lot of the time. So it is you, important. You, you're
1: going to make more headlines playing in a proper game than you are a, a Premier League 2 game, aren't you?
0: Definitely,
2: yeah. yeah. At, at United, did you have much sort of interaction with the senior squad during your time there? Did you did you have much interaction with the, the managers? I'm guessing it was Mourinho and Solskjaer over the time you were playing
0: yeah, um, more with Solsha than with Mourinho. Uh, Mourinho was sort of set uh, with his first team squad. He didn't really like anyone sort of intruding or whatnot. So a lot of the time with Mourinho, it'd just be like one or two players who would go and train with the first team. Whereas with Solsha, he liked to you know mix it up a bit more. More more players would go and train with the first team. Um, so it's probably a, a little bit better with Solskjaer because you get you get that experience of going and training with him, and the training is just like very intense. Um, it's just completely different to anything you'd experienced before. Like you can't you can't go into that session feeling a bit tired or can't be bothered <laughs> or whatnot. Cause you just get found out, and then if you get found out and the players think oh he's he's not any good then. Then it's not good from there. Uh,
1: obviously you did the half season at Morecambe. Uh, you then yeah. you then got recalled and went out to Salford. Uh, what what was the the reasoning behind changing clubs? Because Morecambe you were you were fairly settled, weren't you? I think you played just about every game, didn't you?
0: Yeah, and I was loving it at Morecambe. Um played every week. Um, I was quite happy. Um What happened was, in the January transfer window, I thought I was getting a permanent move to somewhere. Um, So I think I said to Man United, yeah, I want you to recall me because I thought I had something better on the cards. Um, And then that sort of fell through. So then I had like a couple of days just to try and sort something else out. And I didn't really want to stay in United's 23s. For the rest of the season, um, so I thought I'd go back out on loan, and I was told Salford wanted me, and they said I'd play. Um, I'd already proven myself in the league; I was playing well, so I thought, yeah, why not go to Salford? But it just, it just didn't work out.
1: I was gonna say, I think I think you had a, a bit of a knock, didn't you, when you first started your loan there?
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a bit of an injury, but. Um that's not the reason for me not playing really. Yeah. Um I had the Knights which is just sort of from time to time but nothing nothing major. Um yeah. but I just sort of went there and I was just never never involved once. Strange really because I went there thinking, yeah, they need they need a right back and they need a future right back for the next couple of seasons or whatever, that's what I was told. Um and then I went, and I just didn't even get a look in. Didn't didn't get in a match day squad. Um, so I don't know. It's strange. P- purely
1: speaking, with my Carlisle head on, I'm I'm quite glad that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> know, I'm I'm being selfish for Carlisle, here, you know. But, yeah. but no. Uh, obviously. Yeah, because if I'd uh, gone and smashed it, I'll I'd, probably. <laughs> yeah. They'd have they'd have kept it up, elsewhere. They? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, obviously at the end of uh, the end end, well the season then got curtailed as we know I mean March came and the world changed very very quickly and uh, it must have been a strange time for a lot of players including yourself obviously Uh, out of contract at Man United the Salford loan hadn't gone how how did you sort of feel at at that time
0: yeah um, it was a strange time um, because I never really knew what was going to happen in the summer. I, I sort of I knew I'd find something. It's just I didn't know what. Um, so it, it was a little bit of a waiting game. Um, and it was a bit difficult because some clubs just weren't in a position to sign anybody. So there wasn't obviously loads of interest. Um, there was some reported
2: championship interest, wasn't there though, George? That's I know the manager's sort of hinted at that hasn't he and were they sort yeah. of clubs that were sort of wanting you to do what, what you were doing at Man United I think go to a development squad and bide your time was that the sort of feeling you were getting from those clubs maybe
0: yeah there was a lot of that yeah because um, I, I could probably easily have gone to another champ club and sat in the 23s for a bit and just be another sort of squad player and wait around for that opportunity to come up Um, but what happened was Chris Beach just he he spoke to me, he wanted to meet up with me um, sort of discussed his plans for the season and stuff and I just thought um, why not because I want to play first team football um, go and prove myself to everybody again Um, so doing that is much more important than playing in a random 23s team I believe yeah, I mean, to
2: be honest, you've, you've almost covered my next question there. I was going to ask you, So the so why, Carlisle. Really, did you know much about the club before you came? I mean, did did you speak to anyone? Because I know we'll see there is a connection to Carlisle at Man United at the moment in Dean Henderson. Did you speak to him or anyone?
0: About no, club? I didn't speak to Dean, but I'd played with uh, Louis Alessandro at Morecambe. So when I knew there was interest, I sort of I, I rang him up and asked him what it's like and stuff. And he, you know, he he's, he was really happy here. Um, so yeah, no, uh, I didn't really know a lot about Carlisle to be honest with you, but I, uh, I spoke to, the, I spoke, I went and met uh, the gaffer, and he was sort of, well, he sold me in the dream, didn't he? So <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know uh, more now.
1: When when you signed, he he recalled a tale of uh, when when he just took over and we played away at Morecambe, and I think did he after the game, he just sort of came up to you and said, "Oh, well played, lad. You played well there," sort of thing, and little things like that. I suppose just sort of not planned to see, but if if that manager then comes after you later, you sort of think, "Oh, yeah, that's him who who spoke to me," you know. And
0: yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if he did actually. But... Um, I don't I don't know when it was, but I think he went to watch a Morecambe game. Um... I don't know if he was a part of someone's staff or whatever, but he, he watched it and I think he thought I was one of the be- best players on the pitch, kind of thing. So I think that's where he'd seen me before. Um, so that's why he wanted to bring me to Carlisle because I think he thought I was one of the best players at Morecambe.
1: Happy days.
2: That, that game at uh, Morecambe, where Carl played there, George. Um, Morecambe's one of those games, Dan will tell you, we always take a big away from at least 1,000 plus and I suppose it must be a bit frustrating you haven't had a chance to experience that bigger way following at games there, but can you remember the the, the fans that day?
0: Yeah, I do actually, yeah, because there was loads of Carlisle fans (laughs) um, in comparison to Morecambe. There's
1: there's normally more Carlisle fans than Morecambe fans when it's at Morecambe. Yeah, I think that
0: was the case, yeah. I mean, I love Morecambe as a club, but the the fan base isn't massive, is it? Uh, So yeah, it was good to see all the Carlisle fans that day and uh, it's just a shame that we've not really been able to see them in great numbers this season. Um, We've had a little sniff of it with the 2,000 fans uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was really good. Um, It's
1: a shame because, uh, obviously I know you were injured in the end for it, but that Bolton game on Boxing Day, there there, there would have been 10,000 plus in Brunton Park for that because we were flying high. They hadn't played here for thirty plus years. They'd have brought a couple of thousand, and I think it would have shown a lot of the players just the potential that is at Carlisle, you know. Because when yeah. when Carlisle do well, the fans do come out and they do get behind the team, you know. It's, and as you say, it's it's a shame it's not really been being able to happen.
0: Yeah, I know, especially with the team doing so well. Um, I think it'd be brilliant at Brunton Park if we could have. All those fans in there, because I think a lot of a lot of people would want to come out and watch, especially in these sort of dark times. Is yeah. not not a lot else to do really. So I think supporting Carlisle is the priority for most people.
2: You must feel a bit lucky, though, in a sense that you're one of the few players out there who's had a chance to actually play in front, in front of some fans of his new club. Because there'll be there'll be some players out there in the league who have joined a club in what halfway through a season and they've still not faced. Any fans?
0: I know, yeah. I mean, we've been lucky, Carlisle being in Tier 2 for a good period. Um, and in those games, I think the fans definitely helped us. You know, it's created a buzz around the stadium, um, which not a lot of people have sort of um, experience yet. So, yeah, it's been it's been good.
1: Obviously, uh, we've, just, we've just mentioned that, obviously, we're flying at the moment. But at the start of the season, it was... I think it'd be fair to say that the team took a few weeks to click. Um, you know, yeah. new new players, new squad. And, but once it did click, it really did click, didn't it?
0: Yeah. I think that was the difficult thing at the start of the season. Everyone's sort of still adapting to each other. Um, you know, everyone's got a sort of new manager with Chris. Um, so we weren't all clued in to... How he wanted us to play, whereas now it's just natural. We all know our roles within the team, um, and obviously but, we've never played with each other before. So well, it was, I think
1: at the end of the transfer window, John Mellish was technically our longest-serving player, and he'd, it, yeah. he'd only been at the club a year. You know, so that's that just shows, shows the turnover of players that we've had under Chris Beach.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been a complete new change, hasn't it? So I think it, it was bound to um, take time for us to adapt. Um, but once we have adapted I think we've recruited some really good players and it's showing on the pitch with our performances
1: yeah I mean uh, the likes of uh, Callum Guy's probably been the best midfielder in League 2 for us I mean we're biased like but um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, but, and uh, well likes of Joe Riley he, he didn't start the season but he's come in and he looks as though he's played week in week out you know and We've got the lads up front and I know we got beat last night, but more often than not, we, we look at our team now and we're just like, Bloody hell, we we've got a team here. You know, and we've we've got options on the bench as well, which which is the key in this division, we think.
0: Yeah. Um we've got a big squad now. We've we must have well I don't know, we've got loads I, of players. I, I yeah. think I
1: think there's twenty four players plus Sort of like young first-year pros as well, which is four to five of them. So
0: yeah, I think it's going to be important as well, you know, because if we get COVID again and then like five or six players have to self-isolate, you know, you need a big squad. Um, yeah. But Like you said, we've we've recruited really well. We've gone for sort of a young team with ambition, um, you know, and Chris has obviously say, given uh, us, uh, us the freedom. You,
1: young hungry players I, I, whenever we sign someone you look at them and what they've done and you're like there's, there's quite a few players not got points to prove but certainly want to show what they can do you yeah. know and I think that's I think that's that's shown in the performances so far
0: yeah I think Joe's a key, a key example of that because um, he's he's been at he was at Bradford um, went on loan to Sheffield United where it's not worked out for him or he's been injured or whatnot. Um, so, yeah, he's come to Carlisle, a point to prove, and he's adapted and done really well, and he's playing with a lot more confidence now. He's And before this year, he's not even played in centre-mid before. He's always been a right-back, so to adapt, he's done well.
2: That's a genuine surprise, because he looks so comfortable playing there, hasn't he, Danny? It's, it's quite impressive,
0: isn't it? Um, yeah, he's never played there before.
2: Oh, wow. Um, I've got to ask you sort of about COVID generally and just... How weird has it been this season? Obviously, you've got all these protocols you have to follow and stuff like that. And obviously, you mentioned the fact that there's no fans there. It must make it for quite an unusual experience, especially as a professional footballer. You're effectively carrying on your day-to-day job as much as you can and normally as you can.
0: How's it been? Yeah, well, it's been all right. We've just had to be very careful um, in and around the training ground. You know, everyone's... There's loads of precautionary measures in place and we just sort of have to stick to the rules and try and avoid each other as much as possible. Um, But all that's been fine, really. The only real difference is playing without the fans. It's just a little bit strange. It took a while of getting used to uh, because you don't have the crowd there. It feels a bit like an under-23s game sometimes. (laughs) You can hear Um, every
1: shout the manager makes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. What you know you when you're not
2: playing there, well. Get
0: back,
1: get back.
0: <laughs> no, never yeah. mind Chris Speed
2: You can hear everything Paul Farman says as well, can't you? He's got a hell of a voice on him.
0: Oh, Paul, don't shut up. <laughs> it's funny. We say he's got football Tourette's, which is what he does.
2: <laughs> well, he's, he does that funny little routine before the game, doesn't he? I've been watching that on the last few games. Is it, you know a little bit of superstition, I guess. But it's a, it's an unusual. Why is the manager like to play under? He he seems like quite a. A good character as much as anything as well, and he just seems to have got everyone playing in the way he wants them to.
0: yeah, it's been's it's been really good. Um, he's obviously given me the freedom to go and play. He's trusted me to play uh, and everyone's sort of adapted to him. Everyone knows uh, how he wants us to play. Um, and now it's shown in our both of intensity, um, high pressing, exciting football. You know, attacking full backs, which is good for me. Um, I wouldn't want to play in a manager that just wants me to sit back all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been good.
2: Yeah, I've got to ask you about your first goal against Morecambe. You know, that must have been a a great feeling to see that one going, especially on your weaker foot as well.
0: Yeah, it was a bit of a weird finish. It's like a picture of me when I connect with the ball, and it's like I've toe bunged it, and it doesn't look the most natural. I've just had a swing at it. Uh, But no, that was... was, uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, it was a great feeling, obviously, getting my first goal. I think I was due one. Um, And yeah, to score against Morecambe was pretty cool as well. Um, But yeah, a great feeling to get off the mark.
1: It's quite funny because uh, you scored your first goal against Morecambe and then you were man of a match against Salford, which obviously were the two teams you were at last season. And that that (laughs) Salford game... This is not me kissing or anything, but you were absolutely quality that night. <laughs> I, I, I think you sort of had a point to prove, didn't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. I was. I yeah. mean, it was one of my highlights of uh, my season so far, beating Salford, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just so determined to do well that match. Um, like you said, I had a point to prove, so... I was I was quite happy that we beat them.
2: The injury as well that you picked up in the Stevenage game, another game where you played really well and the whole team played really well. Yeah. It must be frustrating as well because it was it's something that was completely avoidable really, wasn't it? 4-0 up that late in the game and you're getting shoved off the pitch when the balls are already out of play.
0: I know, it's just it's such a shame really. Um, it was like the 92nd minute or something stupid like that and I've took it past their striker or whatever and he's just not even bothered to make a challenge he's just shoved me onto the floor and by the side of the pitch it's like it goes from grass to like gravel and i've just it's rock hard so i've (laughs) just landed on it and obviously it's just snapped i mean it's such a freak incident um so yeah unfortunate but these things happen don't they sometimes
2: (laughs) just sort of tying this up now really in terms of talking about current Carl United What's your you hope for the rest of the season? I mean the obvious one to say there's got to be promotion hasn't it? That's got to be the aim now.
0: Yeah um, definitely promotion I think I'd be I'd be very disappointed if we don't get promoted this year with the team we've got I have I have full confidence that well every game we go into I feel like we're going to win um, we don't fear anyone in this league. I think we can go out there and beat anybody, especially on a, on a good day. Um, I think we just play so different to most teams. Um, mm. So intense, teams aren't used to it. So mm. if, that that's the aim this year anyway. Um, but we've got to keep plucking away. There's no point getting carried away at this point now. Yeah.
2: Say as well that your position is probably one of the few that People looked at and thought, "We haven't really got any cover there in terms of a player who specifically as a right back." Obviously, Joe Riley has been in the past, but yeah, the way it's gone, <laughs> Jack Armour and Aaron Hayden haven't done too bad, have they? While you've been out the team,
0: I know they've done really well, um, especially Jack playing on his weaker side at right back. Um, he's done a really good job, um, which I'm I'm really pleased about because. Um, it's not. It's not one of these situations where I'm out of the team. So oh, yeah, I want. I want the right back not to do well. So I'm straight back in. I'm like really focused on the team doing well this year. So if if that means Jack having a worldie every week, I'm buzzing. I want. I want the team to do well. Um, so I'm happy for him.
2: You'll have to get yourself back playing right wing instead, maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Just knock JJ not, out of the team instead.
1: <laughs> that seems to be a bit of a running theme though. I mean, obviously as fans we follow you all on your various Instagrams and Twitter and that and there does seem to be a genuine connection in this squad, doesn't there?
0: Oh yeah, definitely is. I think that's what's so good about our team. We just everyone's we got we're such a tight group. Um so everyone just wants to do well for each other. Everyone's ambitious and yeah, just wants to do well. I mean, Joe has probably become one of my best mates from playing at Carlisle alongside Callum, travelling in the car every single day. Um but yeah, the, the lads are fantastic. Everyone wants to do so well for each other.
1: I'm uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, ambitious there uh, because one of our questions was what are your future ambitions now?
0: Um first and foremost, getting promoted with Carlisle. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nah. Yeah. I think that's my main ambition. My another ambition is to play as high up as I can in English football. But hopefully that's with Carlisle and getting promoted next year into League One. Um, But yeah, that that's it for me. I just I'm really happy at Carlisle. So I mean, I think the main thing in football is to try and be happy because. It is a tough business to be in, really. So if you're happy, it's it's good.
1: Right, we've just got some uh, general quick questions for you now, pal. Yep. Uh, team supported as a boy? Man United. It was going to be, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, who, who, who was your favourite player growing up?
0: Ooh, um, Ronaldo, probably. Ronaldo's always been my favourite, especially yeah, from his easy. Man United days.
1: yeah. And uh, biggest influence?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, uh, I don't think I can answer that one. I don't really have one. <laughs> Sorry to be boring. <laughs> no, no, I don't
1: I'm, I'm sure it's been several several people along the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best 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 teammate at Man United. Um. Not not, not a, we don't sort of necessarily mean in terms of skill because obviously you've mentioned Mason Greenwood, but sort of teammates, mates, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, well, the first one's probably Joe Riley, who I'm good mates with now from Man United. Um, a few good lads from United. I can remember Ethan Hamilton. He's... I think he's at Peterborough. Peterborough, right? yeah. Yeah, um, he's a really good lad. Um, I there's a few.
1: Yeah, And uh, who, who's been your toughest opponent?
0: uh just this season or
1: well uh, this season and in general
0: i thought our toughest point this year was cheltenham i obviously didn't play last night forest green were a decent side uh but i I just thought cheltenham were able to sort of match us physically um and they managed to play play quite well um but so yeah, I'd I'd probably I'd probably say them, but and on, there's on not a lot was, in it.
1: On, I was going to say on a personal level, as in come up against on the pitch.
0: Um, I'd probably say either Chelsea's youth team or Man City's youth team. I played against Sancho a few times, playing against Man City, and they were very tough games playing against him. And. Uh, also Hudson Odoi for Chelsea. He's he's a very good player.
1: And uh, the the only thing we've got left to ask is what what do you sort of do in your spare time? Uh, we've seen a lot of your Twitch, uh, <laughs> fort, Fortnite, Football Manager, various things.
0: Yeah, I mean a lot of my time is spent on Fortnite. Uh, <laughs>
1: which... it, 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 it was quite funny because uh, Joe Riley went live on his Twitch with you the other the other week and. Uh, my, my my lad's big into his fortnight. So I said, Come I here, see. Oliver come here, Oliver, a couple of the players that we watched and uh I'm sorry, lads. He only rated you about six out of ten. Eh?
0: <laughs> oh, did he? Oh no. His,
1: his advice was: you need to get more mats, which I believe is materials, <laughs> and uh, just to get your aim a little bit better, then you'll be all right. Oh, really? But, well, but we're he, not he, professionals. He, he, no, he's he's like a little genius on it. So he, oh, is he? I, I, I play the odd game with him, and it uh, it scares me how good these kids are on it.
0: Oh, yeah, they are. I know oh. absolutely
2: nothing about Fortnite. <laughs> I'm out on the deck here. If you ask me about Football Manager, I can tell all you want about that. Because letting you in a little secret here, George, I'm the one who does the Cali United stats on Football Manager. So Really? Yeah. I've, I've been doing it for about 10, 12 years now. What I if was, you rated me then? You actually are one of the best players in the squad. The no, thing is, I've oh, be, thank you. because they, the guys at, at site Games who put it together... They obviously check what you do and you can't just make everybody brilliant, obviously. And they have certain yeah. parameters, you have to put it within. But yeah, I remember when I was working at the club, I seem to remember Tom Tyler was not very happy with the rating I'd given him <laughs> <laughs> as a player yeah. for us, so, so yeah. How do
0: you get into doing that then? Oh, years ago, I, just, I think
2: they were just looking for somebody to, to do it and they look, want someone who goes to most of the games and back then I was going to pretty much every game, so... Okay, so do they
0: fun. have someone for every single club?
2: Every professional club, at least, I think. And then, like, non-league, they have someone who does the whole of li- the league and they keep it fairly up-to-date in non-league right. levels. But, uh, but yes. So, I
0: can't uh, say yeah. I've played football manager, so <laughs> I don't really know how it works. <laughs> so I just spend most of my time on Fortnite. <laughs> so there you go.
1: <laughs> Spending yeah. your wages on v Bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. To be fair, I'm, I'm not that sad. I don't pay for anything <laughs> on it. <laughs> no,
1: I, don't. I, I do, but I don't use it. I just get, <laughs> I just get conned into it every couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there you go, yeah. George. Thanks for a huge amount for giving up your time. Really do appreciate it, and um, hopefully see you back on the pitch soon. And um, with any luck, maybe we'll have a few fans there when we're celebrating lifting the uh, League Two title at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, let, let's hope so. That's thanks for good. having me. Cheers, no, George, well, thanks Vince. very much. Thanks, thanks a lot, right. Tanner. Cutting inside, having a go, and finding the bottom corner. An excellent strike for his first goal for his new club. And with the left peg as well of the right-back, that surely seals
1: all three points with Carlisle's third. Uh, Just uh, at the end of that, we'd just like to put a quick thanks out to uh, my mate Stu and his mate Ads, who I believe is George's uncle, uh, for being the middlemen in getting George on. And also a quick thank you to the media team at the club for uh, giving us permission. Thanks again, everyone.
2: Yeah, really do appreciate everyone's uh, helping get that sorted and... Hopefully we'll get a few more of those lined up, won't we, Dan? Because uh, George was a really good sport and I-, I think he shows he's got a really good head on his shoulders, doesn't he? And he's uh, you know, not one of these lads who's happy to sit there in under-23s. He wants to go out and play football and it's fair to say he's played a bit of football this season, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, hopefully Absolutely. up the leagues with us. Absolutely.
2: Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back again with one of these episodes soon.
1: Cheers and up the blues. Up the blues. Hall